0: Alright guys, um, welcome back to this episode of the Basshole Podcast. It's Chris, it's Peyton, it's Basshole Media, we're here for off-season Timberwolves talk now.
1: First Timberwolves talk of the off-season.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, obviously uh, we uh, Peyton will address the little hiatus we have, but yeah, today we're just going to be going over pretty much everything that's happened in the off-season so far, such as um, the Alex Rodriguez-Mark Loris situation buying the team. As well as being um, some difficulties in the selling process within the internal executives of the organization, there's a power struggle going on right now. Thanks, Glenn Taylor. And what just happened this morning was rookie of the year was announced, and you know the result isn't what we wanted.
1: We but. got we got some strong opinions on that for sure. Yeah, but that's why we're calling this emergency Timberwolves talk. That's what that's what really pulled us out of the. Uh, out of the cave, we, we didn't. We haven't really had the urge to talk about the Timberwolves for the last month, maybe month and a half. Has yeah, it been? Yeah, it's
0: been well, which I is mean, okay.
1: I mean, everyone needs a little off season. We were going like very strong, multiple podcasts a week there. So, just to take a little break, and I mean, we're pretty low on Timberwolves news anyway. Yeah, so I think we were honestly, I was we were waiting. For the rookie of the year to be announced to do this podcast yeah
0: we didn't think it would take this long too is the other thing um pretty much every other award got handed out even the all nba teams got handed out before the rookie of the year which does not usually happen Mm -hmm. so that was a little interesting but yeah um it's been a month and a half we know we know um (laughs) it's just like like peyton said there just wasn't a lot of news the playoffs are happening right now KD just had an awesome game um Playoffs have been interesting this year, but obviously the Wolves aren't in it, so we haven't had a ton to talk about. So it's a good time, though, because everything's starting to pile up. We have a bunch of stuff we can talk about today.
1: I think we we should jump into the Anthony Edwards news first, just because I feel like that's what most people are going to be clicking on this video to talk about. Yeah. And first of all, I'd just like to address, I think Chris and I both have kind of been on the Anthony Edwards bandwagon before most people. I think even in the preseason, we could just see that this dude... this he's going to be great. We could see that he had a lot of potential. And although he had a rough start to the season, I think the way that he ended the season was just so promising for the future. And I don't think a sim- single Timberwolves fan could be disappointed with how Ant played this season rookie of the year or not.
0: Yeah. Um, I saw a stat today actually that from May 1st on Anthony Edwards was averaging 27 points, six rebounds and five assists. Um, that's all NBA numbers. That is All-NBA numbers by a long shot. Um, you know, if he can carry even just a little bit of that into his second year, like if he can carry his um, second half season into the second year, he's potentially an All-Star. Not Maybe not even potentially. He might be a lock for All-Star with those numbers.
1: With those numbers, for sure. And the, I just want to ask you a question. So do you think that uh, Lamelo should have won Rookie there? What are your honest thoughts on that? Like When you heard the news, were you surprised... And could you make an argument either way? Try to be as unbiased as possible.
0: Well, we'll start out with the was I surprised. And that is a resounding no. I was not surprised that LaMelo Ball won rookie of the year. And that's not because I thought he should have won rookie of the year. It's just because I knew already what was going to happen. There were reports of some of the ballots that came out. And um, one of the ballots actually had... It went LaMelo Ball, Emmanuel Quickly, and then Tyrese and So No way, really? Yeah, and I mean, like, there's 100 writers for Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of them are good. Uh, some of them are very, um, you know, very high up in the NBA and really good writers who have been working at it for years. But when you see some of these little writers... Not much bigger than Peyton and I here. Like well, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. They're they're part of news organizations, but like, the following they attract is not much greater than some of these podcasts. Some of yeah. these episodes potentially, you know, gain more traction than some of their stuff, some of their writings. So when I see a ballot that has Lamella Ball, Emmanuel Quickly, and Tyrese Halbert, like that just spells out the issue with Rookie of the Year voting right there. I mean, how I mean that's that's just how awards are. They're judgment based, but that's just that's just not. Right. Doesn't make much sense. At no. least
1: it, it it was between Lamelo Ball and Anthony Edwards, and I think you could make you can make a very good argument for either one of those guys. And I honestly, I'm okay with Lamelo Ball winning Rookie of the Year. I don't think it's a, as big of a travesty as everyone's painting it out to be. Like it's not like Ant hey, was robbed. What really happened was. LaMelo Ball in the beginning of the season was the standout rookie of the year. If yeah. he wouldn't have got hurt, no one would be questioning it, and Chris and I both would 100% be backing it. The problem is is he got hurt, and Ant started playing amazingly Yeah. right at the same time. So Ant was down here, LaMelo was here, and then when LaMelo got hurt, it just started going boop, 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 boop. Mm-hmm. And I think most people could argue that by the end of the season, Ant... Was overall the rookie of the year. Now the big argument that people like to say is Lamelo led the Hornets, changed the team around, changed the culture, but the problem is they didn't even make the
0: playoffs. No, and they, I don't, I don't know if they did better without him, but it, it was either better or the same without Lamelo. Exactly. So I mean, there's two issues that I had with this voting, and there's two, these are two of the most valid arguments you guys are going to hear about this right now. The first argument is the Joel Embiid argument because Joel Embiid was leading the MVP ranks almost unanimously. Like, Mm. no one questioned Joel Embiid's MVP status. Um, Jokic and Curry were not on his level at the moment. And once he went down for, mind you, the same amount of games as LaMelo Ball, he got bounced from the MVP race and Jokic went up. So... This this brings me to the second point, is once Lamelo got injured and went to I think what did he get down to six on the rookie day ladder somewhere around there yeah he went way down obviously Anthony Edwards went from second to first once Lamelo got injured as I just mentioned from May first on Anthony Edwards outplayed Lamelo by a large margin it was not even close actually Lamelo had one of the worst parts of his season. At right. the end of the year, he z- so, I
1: think he had a zero point, ga- like a zero point yeah. game around there. Like he shot zero for eleven. So how
0: does how does it make sense that Anthony Edwards is number one? You know, I can see Lamelo rise to three, maybe Tyrese Halbert was playing better than him. You're gonna tell me that Anthony Edwards, with better performances from May first on, got jumped by Lamelo Ball, who had <laughs> worse performances from May first on. How does that work? How does how does he jump the timeline with worse performances? I don't know. It it doesn't make any sense. It, it, it I, I would
1: like to hear especially would, when you hear a voter like Stephen A. Smith say, Right when Lamello got hurt, he said, I don't care what happens the rest of the season, LaMelo ball is my rookie of the year. It doesn't so, matter how amazing Ant plays, and he played so amazingly, doesn't matter. Lamelo's the rookie there. He's not he's so close minded that he's not even gonna look at the rest of the season. It's not rookie of the half first half of the season.
0: Yeah, and that's it's rookie of the year. That's kinda this brings me into a point, um Shout out Colin Coward's show on FS one. He kinda analyzes like guys' brains. Like, how are how can you possibly be a closed minded voter and have those credentials to vote? Is Stephen A a voter? I'm not sure if Stephen A is, but there's writers who have probably the same attitude as Stephen A had if he's not a writer. And I you know, congrats to LaMelo. Um he had a good season. Um He had a great start to the season. Yeah. You know, argu- arguably the best rookie. Um, in the eyes of the voter he was the he was the best rookie
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Peyton and I are both on the same page with this we don't believe Lamelo was the best rookie this year we we really do think it was Anthony Edwards um, and we also believe Anthony Edwards will probably have the better career than Lamelo
1: for sure and I honestly I was telling Chris this earlier before we hopped on I really kind of wanted Lamelo to win I think that Five years in the future, ten years in the future, no one's going to care who won Rookie of the Year. And I think that, really for Ant-Man, I think it's going to go to his advantage. If he really takes this personally, as some would say, as all the memes are saying on Instagram, Mm -hmm. if he takes it personally and just uses this as fuel, I, I only see it helping him and... In the end of his career, no one's going to care if he
0: got What's that? What's that MJ meme from the last dance? That's when I got a... Fe- or, you that, know? So I took it personally. So I took it yeah, personally.
1: people are cropping an ant's face on that. That's
0: what I was talking that's about. That's when I took it personally. Yeah, I, and there was a tweet today that said, like, I, I don't know who tweeted it, but it said, you've just awoken like the beast, and Anthony Edwards retweeted it, and that's that he's putting putting out off-season workout videos. I, I um, I do believe he's, he's upset about this. He, um... I don't know what game it was, but the post game is he was asked if he was the rookie year, and he said yes. He said I'm the I'm the rookie of the year. Then just left. <laughs> I'm like that's he's so weird. I don't know. I'm I'm so happy. Um, you know we, I think we made the right pick. Um, yeah, we were just
1: talking about that. If you could redraft, would you take Lamelo or Anthony Edwards? And both of us said Anthony. Edwards. Yes. Yep. I mean, why? Like it's just such a better fit for this team and. The way he was playing at the end of the season was just
0: incredible. And you know, um, I don't know if I don't know if you guys have been watching as, f- or some of you probably have, but we did a mock draft last year for the we. Peyton and I both put out our final mock drafts, and um, Peyton Peyton's I think was spot on. I think you took what I think you took, Anthony Edwards first. Then LaMelo, and then Wiseman. Or did, maybe you took Wiseman to the Warriors and then LaMelo. I, I, sure. I, I don't know. I don't remember. I that. think you might have got the top three right, but I actually chose LaMelo first. And, uh, you know, i got to give some credit to you for that, because I think that's how I would do I it. I mean, we were
1: kind of bummed out on draft night, to be honest. We really wanted LaMelo. Yeah. Might be because our clips with LaMelo were getting a lot more views than anyone else, but <laughs> we really did. We we saw a lot of promise to them. And, I mean, they're both great players, and that's what, that is our... Kind of the motto of this podcast is what we've been saying the whole year. It's okay to have two great players in one draft class. It's okay to have three great great players in one draft. It's okay. You don't have to be Team Lomelo or Team Anthony Edwards. You can just... You know what? Like that there's two young rookies that are both going to be great NBA players and just root them both on. It's not like we're big rivals or anything. Like, they can both succeed.
0: Yeah, and there is a big divide in this Rookie of the Year class for a reason. Um, like... You know, the zion Jaw one wasn't that big of a rivalry. Who um, was the one before that? Uh, I'm blanking right now. But the one I remember that was really close to this one was the Donovan Mitchell-Ben Simmons one. Oh, yeah. It's, like, strikingly similar to yep. the situation. And not so much... Instead of an injury, Ben Simmons just had a year up. That was kind of his, like... Uh, his yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an asterisk. It's an asterisk, yeah. And, you know, Donovan Mitchell had an incredible year that year and was actually a rookie so i
1: mean mean, but look at him now
0: look at them them
1: are in the playoffs
0: and who would i take right now i would take donovan mitchell in a heartbeat over simmons i would i truly would so i mean rookie of the year doesn't define you or define you as a person i mean a lot of the greats are rookie of the years um you know mj's a rookie of the year lebron's a rookie of the year wiggins wiggins is
1: Michael Carter Williams,
0: Michael Carter Williams, Malcolm
1: Brogdon. Look at all those greats at, at Rookie
0: of the Year. I mean, and look at guys like Hakeem Olajuwon, John Stockton, Charles Barkley, um, Carmelo, CP3. It
1: really doesn't matter. Rookie man. of
0: the Year doesn't define you, and um, you know, at the end of the day, it's just an award. It means nothing towards your basketball career. It's just an award. The only awards that really matter are are rings and. I think at the end of at the end of his career, he's not gonna look back and be too bummed out he missed out on no, it. Because only a
1: positive. But we want to get a little fan interaction here. Let's hear your takes in the comments. Are you, are you really pissed about this? Like, is this really like ruining your day, or are you like, do you understand? We just want to hear some people in the comments. If you're a Lamelo fan, tell us why Lamelo should have won. If you're a Tyrese Halliburton fan, tell us why Tyrese should have won. We just want to. If you're a Denny Obdia fan, you can leave a comment down there too. I mean. <laughs> yeah, just let us know what you think. We're going to get back to everyone and just see how it goes. But uh, let's get into that A Rod situation. I honestly have not been following it too closely, so I think you can explain it to me and everyone else what's going on. Because I, I swear I get. A new notification. I just don't have no clue what's going on. Yeah. It makes no sense to me.
0: See, I'm a little fuzzy on it too, but I'm going to do my best, I guess, right. if you guys have been following put you, along. I put
1: you on the spot there. My yeah,
0: so um, <laughs> A-Rod and, uh, and Mark Lohr, um signed a terms to buy the team, obviously. Everyone right. saw that. Um, but the big issue is is the minority partner who has a stake in uh, the Timberwolves who's owed like $300 million of this purchase i believe um and the whole issue is i think is when the money is to be delivered to him because he wants it immediately i guess but that obviously can't happen in the sale of like a what three billion dollar team right i mean it makes no sense but i guess there's a legal argument there and now um wasn't there something also about the team being moved how that wasn't in the contract that wasn't see people thought that was part of the big issue but that really wasn't the teams, um, I mean, there's been a, multiple reports. That's of what I'm team, saying, man. There's the just team. so
1: much crap. There's going a lot on of
0: that. stuff crap going on, but all the you know, the for sure thing we know is actually our dude T Wolves Country. Shout like, shout out to T Wolves Country. Country. Um, he's a great IG page for the Wolves. I think he might be the best Wolves. Oh, page he's my favorite on one, IG. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But he commented on one of A Rod's posts and said. Don't move the team, and he or said, don't move the team from Minnesota, and said, and A Rod said, we're not. Yeah. Like comments, are just we're not at it. <laughs> his his comment got on like ESPN, Bleacher Report, the local news here, like that was that's pretty cool. So shout out to T Wolves Country for that. But you know, uh, hey, A Rod just said he's not going to move the team, and Mark Lore also said he's not going to move the team, and you know, a lot of interviews, and Glenn Taylor said he's not going to let them move the team. So it's just it's. A lot
1: of clickbait, would you say? People are just trying to clickbait that oh, Tim, R- Tim Rose are going to move. I also saw that like, the league won't let them move.
0: Well, the the league is operating at a stance that they want expansion, not relocation. And right. it would only make sense to make two more teams, not move one and only make one team. They need an even amount of teams. So they're going to eventually add Seattle. They're going to eventually add Vegas. Vegas. And the, the thing that people don't understand who don't live in Minnesota is, is that... Most people think that Minnesota, you know, is just a is just a random place for sports, but actually, the Minnesota and Twin Cities area is is a, I think a top ten market in sports in the U.S. For sure. So, no, they the NBA does need a team in Minneapolis. There is a once you know, if the Timberwolves get good, there will be a very large following, just like there is for the Twins and the Vikings. The Vikings have one of the I think largest fan bases in the NFL. It makes sense. The Midwest is fully comprised of no other football teams besides the Bears, Packers, and Vikings. So all of those states are cheering for you know, one of those teams. Um but yeah, I kind of just rambled there. But also another piece of news It's late by the way. It's like it's eleven
1: late. thirty. This emergency Timberwolves talk, I mean, give us a break if we're a little yes. all over the
0: place. But also, um a-Rod and Mark Lore also want KG to be a minority owner which is, which is huge awesome. Dude, that's awesome cuz that means we can get KG's jersey retired too cuz he'll be ready when he's an owner of the of the business and also another piece of info I don't know if you saw this but actually um the Saunders family has like 0.24% Really? In the Timberwolves, yeah. So that's going to be paid out to them, which I thought was kind of interesting.
1: There you go, Ryan. I wonder what Ryan's up to. I always, I sometimes randomly think about like, I've heard zero things about him since. I he heard was a go,
0: I heard a Gopher's position, but obviously he didn't get hired. I, you, I don't even know the Gopher's new coach. Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson. Um, <laughs> there's not really any AAU talent staying in Minnesota, by the way, with the new coach either. <laughs> so,
1: no, not like it. No, no, Chet's out here. Chet's
0: out. But. Yeah, I don't know what Saunders is gonna be up to. I hope uh, hope he finds something, man.
1: Yeah, but is he like is he still living in the cities? Is he even gonna coach again? Like I never heard. Did of Did he get married? Did I see with someone? At, no, he was already married. See, that's what I'm saying. Ever since he got fired, the night he got fired, and we did our last emergency Timberwolves talk, just haven't heard a word from him.
0: No, I mean,
1: I have you know. Is Dane Moore still going strong on the
0: on the, the tweets? I think so. Yeah, Dane Dane Moore. Is I'd the love to hear
1: Twitter. what he has to say about the. Uh, rookie of the year.
0: Yeah. It, it'd be interesting. It's... it You know what? There is a lot of Timberwolves and he was out kind of right now. Um, but, yeah. And
1: Rubio I, had a few... There's a few things about Rubio. How? What did he say? That he wasn't fully happy with how the season went but he wants to stay or something?
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess we could get into trade talk too with that. But... Yeah, so I think it's a. I
1: mean, we covered the Rod situation as best as we could. I'm, yeah, I'm sure. there's a lot
0: of moving parts, and it's still heavily moving right now. So once we get the full story, well, we're gonna, you know, keep doing off-season Timberwolves talks. We're we're getting back into it slowly but surely. Um, I
1: mean, yeah, but what you can say is for now, at least, it seems like the Timberwolves are gonna stay in Minnesota. I think
0: you can bet on that almost. I bet my money on on the Wolves. In yeah, Minnesota. so nothing to worry about with that, really, to be honest. But. You know, but it's yeah. Good. Trade ideas. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the fun, fun segments, right? Um, you know, I'm actually really content with the core of this roster, but there's obviously pieces that need to be addressed on this roster. And
1: ever since day one, the one thing we wanted, literally, ever since Rondé Holl- Rod Rondé Hollis Rondé Hollis Jefferson got cut, we've been saying the same thing. I think we're sitting in the same spot.
0: I think so, too. Um, we have a lot of incapable fours, that being um, pretty much just Wancho and Vando. Yeah. Vando's a bench guy, we're going to be honest here. Yeah. Vando's an awesome energy guy off the bench. Nice, like, 10th guy in the rotation, 10th yeah, sure. or 11th. So I'd like to keep Vando on the team. I hope he resigns here on a, on a good contract. Uh, we don't have a lot of cap space, by the way. I think we're going into the... 2022 with negative 17 million. Hell so yeah. I'm gonna Hell fix that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's new contracts coming and there's contracts leaving. Um, I would not like to bring Culver back. I would like to trade him. Um, a Kogi, I, I like a Kogi a tough. I'd Even, like to keep a Kogee Remember at the
1: end of the season when he was shooting, he was playing great towards
0: the end of the season. That's true. That's true. I, I, so let's let's each pick three players we want off the team
1: off the Go. team ricky ricky's my number one i want him off the team i think it'd just be better for him it'd be better for the team i think everyone would just be content if ricky was off the team no offense. i love ricky rubio by the way uh for sure ricky um jake jake Layman. <laughs> love the guys sorry but, jake um and who else i'm trying to Probably I I don't know. So
0: you're 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 on Culver's side. I like
1: Culver. I like Culver. I don't think he I think he played great in the preseason and early start of the season. And I think he lost confidence. He was just plagued with injury. And I think he he just needs a few people to believe in him. And if I'm one of the people that are going to believe in him, that's okay.
0: So so but so if you're giving him, this has to be his last season though. If like if we keep Culver and he's the same thing as are we done? Yeah, but I don't... Can we, can we close the book? Can we just send him to another team and hopefully... You know, if he balls out there, he balls out.
1: Yeah, and I think that might be the best thing for him. It could be like a Markel Fultz situation.
0: See, what my idea was was um, that Pistons guy, Sekou, he's like a, he's a four, and he's kind of in the same situation as Jarrett Culver where there were good players, high draft picks, but they just possibly in the wrong situation. Yeah. So would you be like a straight-up swap of somebody. Two bad situations make two positives maybe maybe you know and you
1: and you can only hope for the best and that for both those guys if that happens but I think I don't know no offense to Wancho, but I just I didn't see it from him this year man I'm sorry like I he had one great game against the Lakers where he looked like the team <laughs> <laughs> remember he had like thirty points
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah no yeah. <laughs> he
1: uh had twenty three like, yeah he had
0: like seven straight threes or something it's
1: yeah, just ridiculous but. I would be okay again with Wancho and upgrading to uh,
0: a little bit better before. I think I'd be okay with that. And if we had to
1: get rid of Culver, I think I wouldn't
0: be too upset by that. Okay. Could cut ties with him. I would probably go, um... Hmm. Do we bring Ed Davis back on a vet's, <laughs> on a vet's minimum? I don't know, man. <laughs> Ed's out? Ed's out, but that doesn't count. He didn't. <laughs> Ed doesn't count? No. Okay. He's a real player. Hmm. Okay, um, I'm going to start with Jake Lehman. Jake Lehman, um, you know, didn't get much didn't get much playing time <laughs> with Finch. Um, I don't know, uh, I don't know what Saunders saw in the guy, but... He saw
1: a lot. Wasn't he starting him at... <laughs> he,
0: yeah, saw, Um, Lehman started a lot in the Saunders era, so that's, that's okay. potentially why Lehman should leave, yeah. just like Saunders, um...
1: He he actually honestly all due respect, he's pretty solid like. He's he's
0: okay. I mean he's <laughs> if see my whole thing is if you're like a, a guy fighting for a rotation spot on the Timberwolves, they yeah, you're that's right. not someone you want on your team. Yeah, right, right. Um next I would go Culver. I'd go Culver. Yeah, you've hated Culver, man. And, um I was I thought, you know, I, I think my, my um. Uh, my feelings for Culver have been a roller coaster ride well, ever, ever Every Every single podcast, I changed my opinion I on know, Culver. The,
1: I, if I could find the clip, ever since Chris said that Culver and Anthony Edwards <laughs> are the next Jalen Brown and Jason Taylor. No, that
0: was... That was hey, hold on. If you guys... If someone who can find that clip and send it to me, I, maybe you'll get a shout-out in the next video. But Peyton legitimately said this and got called out... So bad by me or someone else. I forgot who it was. Oh, no, I think you said that, man. No, the the viewers will see. the viewers once they find that clip will see. Yeah,
1: someone go look at. It. I'm pretty sure Chris said that though. It's it's in the first. It's in the Tim talk of the preseason reaction. I'll tell you. That I don't
0: before. know if I said Jarrett Culver. You um, You know, <laughs> I I hope I did. I thought that was you that said that, but I hope that wasn't me. I would go Jarrett Culver, Layman. I feel like there's someone I'm missing besides Wancho.
1: Yeah, there's definitely way more. There's definitely the someone...
0: Roster. I mean, Ricky, but... I'd probably go Ricky, but... You know, McLaughlin didn't have a great season either. Oh,
1: we need a backup point guard.
0: We do need a backup point Unless we're going to keep
1: Ricky, but I'd I, I would be okay addition Ricky.
0: Yeah, that $17 million Ricky Rubio
1: contract's not... Uh... I mean, honestly, we keep our core four and Malik Beasley. If we keep those guys... I don't honestly I don't care what we do with the rest of the roster. That's fair. Like I but I we need Malik Beasley. I I just can't part with Malik Beasley.
0: I agree. I agree. I think we do need Malik. Um That was a little alarming at the end of the season when he wasn't hitting shots, but I think it was just partially due to the uh the off time um with the hamstring injury. I think Malik's one of the most consistent players on this team. Honestly, like if we need a I you know, if we're going to be a three-point shooting team like we were preaching all this year, um, we need Malik because besides Cat, there's really no one that hits threes at a high clip on this team.
1: Yeah, and I think you got to put Malik at six-man. I think that's the key to this team is if Malik can be the six-man, lead the secondary rotation. So that leads us to one main problem is that we need a four. And I've seen some things about uh, Miles Turner. I've seen, I've seen a seen lot, a lot my- about him.
0: So would we have to give up Malik to get Miles Turner? That's though? the
1: problem, and That's the I issue? would not. I would not be willing to give up Malik for Miles Turner. But if we could somehow,
0: and I don't love dealing another first, the other issue. You
1: think he has that much value?
0: No, I would either trade Malik or I would trade a first for Miles. And I don't even know if I would do it Malik for Miles straight up swap. Like no. Miles is one of the best defensive players in, in the game as a big, but it's. I don't know. I I don't I don't know if I do that or not because. Malik's just on an amazing contract right, right now. There's nothing else to it. We have him for four years locked up, what, fourteen million a year? I think so, something for a twenty point thinking. per game scorer. And people said he was overpaid.
1: Yeah. Shout out to Malik, by the way, man. He's almost uh, he's out of jail pretty soon, right? Uh, no, he's, he's got not a lot pretty of time. soon. No, I mean,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think his 120 days sentence started pretty recently, so uh, we won't be seeing Malik for. Hey, prayers a few up months. to Malik though. Um, but yeah, <laughs> the other thing is we did not, well we haven't seen you guys in a while, but Malik <laughs> Malik wants someone to shoot like a 30 for 30 doc on him this off season, and the bass hole was thinking about reaching out, so if you guys want to see us shoot a documentary for Malik Beasley 30 for 30 style um, let us know, because I think it could be kind of unique I don't know, I mean like the dynamics of going and, like, interviewing him in jail would be, like, honestly, <laughs> extremely interesting. I'm
1: Not even... I mean, if we... I, I think it, we're definitely going to write a letter to him. I don't know what we're going to say, but...
0: I mean, like, yeah, we just had a little cutout. Ten seconds ago. Um,
1: But Malik, jail, is basically what we're talking about. We're going to write him a letter. Um, might film a documentary for him, might get him on the podcast, might not get a response... There's a lot. Of,
0: there's a lot of potential here but, for, something, you know, the, for something crazy for the uh, for the Basshole Boys. So I think we gotta take advantage of that opportunity. Honestly.
1: Oh yeah, why not? This is the one shot we got. I don't. I hope he's not in jail ever again, so we don't ever have to do this again. But
0: hopefully, hopefully it can be like a uh, tribulation to triumph type story. We get to see. We get to see the jail time. We get to see the offseason. Then we get to see the shine throughout the year
1: but what I was saying I think it might have caught up but Chris has been the biggest Malik fan all even in the preseason I didn't know much about the guy and Chris is just preaching that because people were saying we overpaid him
0: well people were saying that the end of his year was just a fluke and I I I don't know how people were saying that he played like half the season for us and averaged 20 but I don't know I, I people were saying we overpaid for him I was always been on the train that said no we actually underpaid Malik Beasley Pretty good. He probably could have garnered around 25 mil from somewhere else. So we uh, we saved like $11 million per year on Malik Beasley. So uh, props to Gerson. And um, another thing about, you know, the Gerson situation is we know Gerson likes to make, you know, huge trades. Um, I don't know if I expect one this offseason, but I wouldn't be surprised, I guess, if there was some miles trade. For Malik thing, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, there's a lot of potential there. I'm
1: Not sure. For sure, man. It's honestly, it's just nice to get back on the podcast, and it's kind of made me realize how much I missed, like watching the Timberwolves and like actually like having, cause the Twins at fucking suck, man. Like I hate to, eat, to swear. <laughs> we, we don't swear often, but, but man, like, the dude, Twins. It's just such a disappointment, man. Like we were set. We we're like, all right, Timberwolves might not be that good, but the Twins at least like. They're going to be great. And they had such high expectations, and they're
0: just Well, so it's just bad. like we just – they only got better. I mean, technically they only got better, but they actually really got worse. Um, we won't get into it. Though. Yeah, they, I don't even want to talk about, about it, but I'm just saying I'm ex- I'm
1: so excited for next season, and I'm excited for the draft lottery to happen. I don't know when that's going to be. Is it after the season
0: usually? That's actually extremely soon. Yeah. Um, it might be late June, early July. I don't. I actually don't know the exact date, but it is coming up super soon. Um, that's also another thing to think about. If we do get a pick, um, do we deal it? Do we? Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I, we don't have cap space, so we can't deal a pick straight for a player. Um, and the other thing is, if we do get that top three pick, it's going to be about a ten million dollar contract. Add it again. And the issue reoccurring with this Timberwolves team is we have so many high picks that these rookie-scale contracts are, like, really big. Like, Anthony Edwards gets paid for, like, a pretty good player already Mm -hmm. as a rookie. Um, So adding another $10 million contract is not ideal, to say the least, without departing with... a Ricky. few pieces. With it, like, if we, if we draft a player, guys, Ricky's gone. I'm telling you right now. Ricky will not be on the team if we draft another player. because We just don't have cap space. Yeah. So.
1: But, yeah, I mean, if we don't have another Tim Rostock, which we most likely won't until the draft lottery, I'm assuming. Potentially, yeah. Uh, I mean, it depends. It depends what kind of traction. Depends what's
0: happening. I mean, it really does.
1: And, yeah, it depends if there's any big trades or anything, but. I think kind of during the off-season, we're just basically going to be doing these Timberwolves Talks on an emergency basis. Like, so Chris and I went fishing today, and then, like, we just decided to stay after, film a podcast for you guys. I'm going to edit it tonight, and then we're going to get out for you tomorrow. So I think if we can just do it like this. But next season, we want to get on a very strict schedule that everyone's aware of. Me and Chris are aware of, so we can coordinate the times. And I think that's just going to make it a lot easier for everyone to follow and it's going to be easier for us to put out content. And yeah, but... Sorry we haven't really been too active. I mean,
0: guys, in all, in all honesty, it's just... It's come down to... We've just been extremely busy, like... We both have jobs.
1: I got two jobs, Christian. Peyton, is-
0: Peyton has two jobs. I work a nine-to-five every day of the week. Um, it's it's hard. It is it's it is really tough um, on the come-up. I mean, that's, that's the whole point of YouTube. It's really tough, so... We just have to keep grinding it out, and, you know, it's, you have to do stuff like this. You know, we thought we were just going fishing today. You know, Peyton and I both came straight from work, um, fished. We were like, you know, we're kind of both tired, but this Timberwolves talk needs to get out. Um, yeah, we're going to keep doing our best, man. Uh, that's, you know, that's never really been a problem for us it is motivation. We And we love this shit, man. Like, yeah. It, it's, it's cool because,
1: like, we can talk about this, pretend like we're talking to people, and then we can post it and then people will respond to us. And it's nice when people communicate. We love we love the interaction. We love when people are in the comment section. Yeah. Even even like I still check the comments every day. Like we get comments on random videos and I'll we'll still respond to them because it's just it's dope, man. I love yeah. having interactions with people. But yeah, we're rambling. We're tired. I got to edit this. We want to get this out to you guys tomorrow. So, hey, drop a like. Subscribe if you haven't already. That means the world to us. Road to four hundred followers, huge milestone. We've been, we've been at the four at the three ninety.
0: Yeah. Three ninety five
1: range for like two months now, man. I, we gotta get to four hundred. And
0: guys, also um, the lifestyle channel too. There is a video. You know our um, our basshole. Our first episode of the basshole tour was posted to lifestyle. Um, you know, like we say, all our all our fishing videos are going up on there. We have. We got one right we got now. one one out right now and we got one in the one, one in the process in the clip so we're we're in the process of doing that um probably this Saturday potentially a morning fishing outing um we found a lake actually we we found a lake and I I don't know how I don't know I don't know how but it it, it was great so yeah
1: so we'll we'll let you guys marinate with all that information we just gave you. Drop a comment, anything. Have a great rest of your day, guys. Thanks for tuning in.